Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 299. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. So Lane, there are so many entrepreneurs and small business owners that are listening in today that want to learn how they can get started with real estate investing to diversify their streams of income, save money on taxes, and just have another fun side hustle that they can going in their, get going in their business. And I'm hoping you can school us today on where to start, the do's and don'ts, pitfalls to avoid, and traps that people get stuck in that will hopefully shorten everyone listening's learning curve today. How does that sound for you? Sounds awesome, Kelly. Amazing. Now, just so that you guys know, um, Lane co-owns over 260 units throughout the country. And so he has a depth and breadth of experience and in multiple states all over in different parts of the country. So he's going to bring a really nice, well-rounded perspective for us on the show here today. So, you know, first of all, Lane, when someone is looking to get into real estate investing for the very first time, they're, um, you know, going to invest in their first, you know, flip or they're going to invest in a rental property or whatever it's going to be like what are some of the the key things to think about before you even decide whether or not this is a good path to go down yeah so the first thing i always tell people who come to like simple passive cash flow.com which is my website is that you know hey guys like i don't really do flips or wholesaling and stuff like that i was a w2 civil engineer and uh, you know um, first, take a look at what you have, like your time, money, and knowledge. Mm-hmm. Those are three resources you need to do uh, self-reflection on. And I think as entrepreneurs, we, we do that a lot. We, we try and see what our competitive advantage is in, in everything we do. And, you know, when I first started, I had low, no time, but I had some money from a, a day job, and I had no knowledge, so I improved that. Uh, but for a lot of people that I help, you know, they don't have much time, but they got some money, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of business owners yep. and and a lot of uh, guys who I used to work with, uh, you know, t- seem to have these uh, tech startups. And I'm like, cool, like this is perfect. Like this is exactly what I um I start up with. You know, no time, got some money. So it's the it's the buy and hold rental. That's the yeah. um, that's the formula for those kind of folks. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That that's a great focal point for us here today. So when we're talking about, um, you know, raising money for doing rentals and that type of thing, I know, you know, a lot of people, especially business owners, you know, they might have a little bit of a nest egg, but they don't necessarily want to use all their personal savings to get started on a venture like this. Um, is it hard to get that first loan to go get that rental property or talk to me a little bit about what the process that people should be thinking about and how, how much in advance of wanting to purchase that property they should be doing that like talk us through a little bit of the setup and pre-planning yeah so that's probably one of the first things to do is just go talk to a lender and not not only uh, any lender you know you, you don't want to go to the one at the corner of the street because you're, you're going to be an investor here and you're going to be purchasing a non-owner occupied residence which is pretty a lot different underwriting than uh, if you're buying a owner occupied or you know your traditional primary residence so I have, um, you know, a pretty big Rolodex of these lenders, and you know, I can just refer people out to no problem there. Um, you know, these are the guys who are going to be able to massage uh, the profiles of the the person borrowing the money, 
And it, it's, it's very important, especially for like people who don't have the W-2 documentable income. And, you know, like, it, you know, we, we as business owners are always trying to like sort of cut, cut corners on taxes, take a little more deductions here. But this is one of those situations where it kind of hurts you. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, sometimes on my, some of my properties, I'll show uh, I'll take more deductions and it kind of hurts me on a sale. Because right, now my exactly. PLs aren't yep. as strong as yep. as strong as it is, but you know it it, it it's one or the other, and um you know it's it, it's a holistic thing, and and a lot of this stuff is how the property underwrites, and um yeah, just kind of talking to the lender is the first step. Okay, perfect. So talking to the lender is the first step, but specifically making sure you're focusing on a lender that helps you with non-residential, like non-owner occupied properties that can help you as a business owner to get yourself in the best position to get the best loan and the best percentage and all of that. Okay. Exactly. All right. And then, and then when you go to start assessing the first deal that you're going to do, um, can you walk us through some of the highlights of the checkpoints that are absolutes that you know need to be in place for a property to really be a good you know tenant occupied property that you're going to hold for rental purposes? Yeah, so it's always the numbers first. You know, maybe that's just because I'm an engineer, but it, it comes down to this uh, rent to value ratio, and and I I wrote a long article about it on my website. But basically, what it is is this ratio between the rent that it brings in per month, uh, and divided by the purchase price or the market value. So if you take a property that's a hundred thousand dollars, that rents for a thousand dollars a month, you go a thousand divided by a hundred thousand, and that's one percent. And uh, that 1% is a key distinction that properties usually over that mark, you know, that, that rent for more than $1,000 for that $100,000 home will usually cash flow for you. So that means that the income that it brings in from the rent will exceed the mortgage, the property management, because, heck, we're not going to manage this stuff ourselves. That, that's, that's not our highest, best use of our time right. and, and all the expenses and CapEx, too. So that's the that's the first thing I look at is that rent to value ratio. So a lot of places that um, a lot of us business owners live are cool places to live in, like Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco, East Coast. You're not going to see those rent to value ratios. I mean, when I mean I came from Seattle, and uh, you know, you'd be lucky if you're even finding a three hundred thousand dollar rental property, and that's not going to rent for more than like you know fifteen hundred right, or two thousand right. dollars. So that's a point five to 0.6 percent rent to value ratio so that's the first thing that you're looking at okay and you said you're looking for a one percent is that what you said right one percent okay. or higher okay perfect and just walk through the calculation again because i'm sure everybody's listening intently and may want to go back and and look at some properties and run numbers on them so the best thing is do is just like do a quick and dirty uh zillow search on a yep. property you're looking at uh zillow's not the best but hey it's pretty damn good these days and um you know Try and look up some comps on Craigslist, or um, you know, try and you know, Zillow's got that estimate too. I yes. mean, it's really, it's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, and then you just, you know, take the the monthly rent divided by the purchase price, and that's your uh, your percentage. 
Okay, perfect. All right, so step one, find the right lender. Step two, um, look at that percentage and see if it even is in the ballpark of where you need to be after you're covering the, the fees for a management company and all of the other expenses that go into it. Um, and do you find that many times that you have to go into certain areas of the country in order to find that? Or have you been able to find properties across the areas where you wanted to invest? Like what trends or guidelines have you found there? So after 2012, I was not able to find that in Seattle, Washington. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just just because of the market getting uh, too hot everywhere. Um, now it's even it's even tough to find that in a lot of places I, I would look, you know, um, Birmingham, Atlanta, Indianapolis are where my properties are. My, my apartment buildings are in Texas. Um, some of the other fa- famous ones that a lot of people go to are like Memphis, Kansas City. Uh, you know, these are all the uh, secondary markets we call them. They're not the sexy places to live in, but they're where the uh, the good blue collar jobs are. And you know, this is this is how most of America lives. You know, these. One hundred to two hundred thousand dollar median price homes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So for for then let's go to next steps. Let's. I have so many questions running through my mind, but let's let's keep it flowing, kind of in the order and process that you would teach someone to think in. So what would be the next step after that? I would say just educate yourself. Um, podcasts are a great way of doing it. You know, I've got my podcast, and it's just one point of view. And I, you need to get a bunch of data points and uh, read a few books. Uh, Gary Keller's Millionaire Investors, a good book, uh, good, a lot of good foundational information. But I, w- I would suggest like, don't read too many books, right? Like, because people get an paralysis, and a lot of the, you guys are like business owners, like you're killing it. Like, don't spend all your time doing this stuff. I mean, I would even suggest getting like a mentor, and you know, if you if you want to just you know, hit me up for like a free call and get you squared away and see if this is even right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I got my calendar link. You guys can hit me up for that. But like, I mean, it, it, it's all about, you know, compressing learning cycles. And, you know, just like how I, I don't know anything about Facebook ads. You know, I try to learn it and I realize this is stupid for me to spend all my time doing this when really my highest and best use is networking with, uh, you know, with people in my industry and finding deals. Absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So we'll definitely make sure we share um, your call, your call link towards the end here so that people that want to take that next step can know how to reach you. So when you find that new people get into their first deal for the first time, what are some of the things that people are constantly surprised by or mistakes that you see them making? So usually people will, um, you know, they'll look at the numbers first, like I said, but, you know, they don't think uh, in terms of shades of gray, they, they think binomially and they're, they're, think, they're looking for that highest rent to value ratio, which, you know, you can get, for, you know, two to three percent. You can get like some of these hundred thousand dollar properties that will rent for a lot more. The prime example is like that fifty thousand dollar property that rents for eight hundred dollars. Um, you know, you, again, $800 divided by 50,000 is far exceeds 1%. But there's a reason why that it's so low priced. And you also got to take into account the class of the uh, property in the neighborhood that it's in. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to buy A-class rentals, you know, the stuff that white collar, you know, professionals that live in, because you're not going to hit your numbers, your rental value ratios. And you don't want to go on the other end, you know, the the C class, D class, war zone properties, because you know, 
when right. you go collect the rent or the property yeah. manager is going to correct the rent. They're going to have to carry a gun with them. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. No, that, that makes sense for sure. And so when you're looking at um, a, a property that you're considering, are you looking at like how long it would take the renter paying rent in order for that loan to be paid off? Are you factoring it? What other factors are you taking into consideration there? So, I mean, I've got a little quick, simple spreadsheet and, and I, I, I have it in my own lead magnet. If you guys sign up for the email list, but it's super simple. Like on, on these properties, um, it's just a spreadsheet of like, okay, we're taking in a thousand dollars rent, just use round numbers mm -hmm. and you know, 10% is going to go to property management because mm -hmm. you know, those are like probably the most important people on, on your team. Those are the people that these tenants call in the middle of the night and, and, uh, tell, tell them about their clogged toilet, right. uh, <laughs> because you got better things to do. Um, you know, these are the 10 percent, another 10 percent is going to go to repairs uh, and maintenance. Another uh, 10 percent should go to just like a cash reserve bank account, just mm -hmm. somewhere mm -hmm. just for savings. And then usually on like that, that type of property at that price point, your, your mortgage is going to be at most 500 bucks for your insurance and taxes included. So I, I you know, again, thousand dollars I subtracted um, those expenses and you usually have some leftover and that's I, I usually try and look for at least two hundred dollars of buffer or twenty percent mm -hmm. mm -hmm. in there okay perfect all right and then what is the link that people should follow to hop on your email list and get that checklist and the PDF that you have kind of walking through people through some of these basics because I think there's probably a lot of people listening that want to learn more here yeah I would say um, you know just go to simplepassivecashflow.com um, I should have a pop-up on there. I mean, I, uh, I'm not the best at all this website stuff and internet marketing, but I try. Yeah, um, no, that's great. But you that's know what? Perfect. If you're unable to find it, like, dude, this stuff isn't for you, bro. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. if you can't do it, um, I would suggest go listening to my podcast, uh, at least the first dozen of them, and so we can have a, a educated discussion about this because – I mean, let's face it. I mean, this is real estate. The barrett entry is pretty high on these properties. I mean, you've got to come down with at least twenty grand on a down payment mm -hmm. on a hundred thousand dollar property to get started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that's that's perfect. So now, when when you think about your portfolio that you're managing, which is very large at this point of properties, and you think about someone that is is thinking about getting into this in a serious way. What are some of the top pros and cons that you would say, hey, you know, you need to be aware of these things, you know, before you jump in? Yeah, so I started out as a single family home investor, um, you know, because I didn't have too much money to get started. But, um, you know, I talked to a lot of doctors, lawyers, uh, a lot of business owners who have a lot of money coming in. I mean, we're talking about even after their expenses and their fancy cars. They're still able to put away 30, 40, 50 grand plus a year. And for those individuals, it just makes more sense to go into uh, these things called real estate syndications. So if they're kind of like, um, you know, if you think of your tech startup, like an angel investor, however, it's in real estate that's in a cash flowing asset as it is with a value add component for the, uh, the investment to uh, increase in price. So you've got the cash flow coming in usually in the in the high single digits you know which which is probably a 
better than what you're getting at the stock market as it is, mm-hmm. but then a, a big kicker at the end. And these are passive investments um, and manage professionally manage and operated by a more experienced lead investor. So it's kind of like the uh, the airplane analogy. There's the pilots in the front, and you as a passive investor come in as a passenger and just go to sleep <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and when you come mm-hmm. in the plane. So there's there's two different ways to play the game here as a passive investor in a syndication or doing it yourself. And uh, I say there's no better way to doing it than a single family home. And I, I would deter a lot of people from starting with the big stuff first. Okay. Okay. Great advice. What do you what do you think are some of the uh, the, the cons of the industry or of, of you know focusing on this as a passive stream of income? What are some of the the risks or the uh, struggles that people will inevitably you know and in, you know face? I think there's just a lot of bad information out there. I mean, like like I said, like I'm not a fan of the whole flipping and. Uh, this Burr strategy, which is the buy, rent, rehab, refinance um, deal, which a lot of people can Google, or uh, you know, that's just people with like you know they don't have cash, and um, if you don't have cash, those are the things you got to do, and um, you know, the, it, there's just a big paradigm between you know if you got the down payment for the money, then cool, like now you can be a buy and a hold investor, you have to play that game. And I think a lot of people, they get scared of the real estate market because 2008. Um, but let, let's let's see the, the difference that we're doing here is we're buying class B properties for middle class Americans to uh, live in homes. And we're not buying the A class, which is the speculative investments. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, uh, a lot of the real estate mentors and a lot of business owner mentor I mean, he he says don't buy in the places where they have all all the cranes for development. Like you want to be buying where real Americans live and gotcha. in in real places. Interesting, very interesting, fascinating. So, um, what are you most excited about as far as next steps in your business and and the plans that you have? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the cool thing about real estate is that it works so well that the uh, the the business owners there aren't too tech savvy, and you guys, I mean, are on the cutting edge of all this stuff. And I just trying to pick off what I can, uh, you know. So I'm just trying to improve the website, and you know, got my lead magnets, and like trying to, um, try, you know, trying to excel and lead in that in that arena, and uh, to bring my uh, real estate investing twist to the game. Yeah, that's great. Well, no, that's awesome. And I'm sure there's boatloads of people out there that want to learn how to make smart investment decisions and, and need help doing it. So you're, you're definitely uh, get yourself in that game. And there's a lot of opportunity there for expanded diversity in your streams of income there as well. So what parting pieces of advice would you give to small business owners and entrepreneurs that are considering getting into real estate investing as a side business or as a, an additional stream of income? I would just uh, consider your business as, um, yeah, we, we all didn't like our W-2 jobs and we, we go into this, um, but oftentimes you find yourself in the quote-unquote new rat race, right? You're just, you're just working at a paycheck. You're, you're, you're not in the hamster wheel, but you just created yourself a new hamster wheel. And until you create yourself passive streams of income, you're, I mean, you're never going to retire. You're just a slave to your business. Um, real estate is one way of diversifying into a different uh, vehicle and it's a way of creating uh, long-term wealth 
And um, I mean, that's something I, I, I started out as a passive investor. Now I'm, I'm uh, putting to- together a lot of these investments. So I'm, I'm that business owner right now, but I, I still make sure that I get a piece of the passive um, action Sure. on the side on every deal I, I do and and that's just goes down to the fundamentals past the streams of income because that's 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 the reason why we do this absolutely. that's why we made that business in the first place couldn't agree more absolutely love it all right so um give the website one more time so people can check out everything that you're doing yeah that's simple passive um i do uh, free calls with folks but just uh please listen to a few of the podcasts so uh, we can have a educated discussion and um, yeah, I can, usually can point people pretty quickly, like five, 10 minutes, get your uh, financial outlook and uh, tell you where you should go. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm just another investor and I started with single family homes, so I'm just one data point, but I think I speak for a lot of folks that are short on time and got some money to invest and uh, yeah. Beautiful. I love it. it. I love it. Well, Lane, thank you so much. I really appreciate everything that you shared today. It was a very interesting conversation, super insightful. And I know you're on Hawaii time, and it is incredibly early in the morning. So thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, no problem, Kelly. All right. To all of our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you so much for being here today. And if you can think of just one friend, family member, colleague, associate that could get value out of everything that we discussed here today, share this episode along with them. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.